Welcome back, everyone, to the Men on a Mission podcast. I'm your host, Brad Richard, and shortly we will be starting our next episode. We will be providing you tools, resources, and information that you can use to make your life just a little bit better. But before we do that, let's honor our country, and then we'll begin the podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to the Men on a Mission podcast. I'm your host, Brad Richard. And tonight I am speaking with uh, Rob or Robert, and he'll need to help me out with his last name. It is Seo and S E O S E O. Yeah, it's pronounced so like so what? Oh, so what? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Robert So. And uh, he is a uh, U.S. Marine. And he's also an entrepreneur, and we're uh, we're going to hear about his story tonight and get to know him a little bit better. Uh, before we get started, I want to go ahead and read um, a little a little short bio. Okay, this is episode sixty-two. Robert joined the U.S. Marines while still studying, and in two thousand three, took a year off for Operation Iraqi Freedom with a light armored reconnaissance unit. After his deployment, he received his bachelor's in economics with a major in math and moved to New York City to work at UBS in investment banking. After a few years, he moved to South Africa for a year to learn Spanish oh, and South to America. do. Sorry, not South Africa. Oh, South America. I think I read it wrong. Okay. Uh, for, <laughs> for a year in South America. And uh, he went there to learn Spanish and to do an Ironman triathlon. And we're, we're going to talk about that. So uh, and that's a short version of Robert's bio. So uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll let him tell you the rest of it. But he has a great story. And I'm really glad that he is on the Men on a Mission podcast. And um, he is on the line with me, uh, Robert So. Mm-hmm. Um, welcome, welcome to the podcast. And just if we can start off with uh, letting the listeners know uh, a little bit about your background. Now you were in the Marine Corps. Tell them how long you were mm-hmm. in what what were some of the things that you experienced in the Marine Corps. And uh, just kind of give us your elevator pitch, if, if that works. Yeah, sure. Um, so first, thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's great to be here. And I, I love talking um, two other vets uh, from, you know, for a, a veteran of the audience. So I think it's, uh, you know, it's really great to be here. So uh, I guess in terms of my background, you know, I think, um, you know, I joined the Marine Corps as a reservist. Um, so I was a, I finished my freshman year of college and um, I just kind of knew that I needed to do something different. Uh, like college wasn't really doing it for me. I wasn't really that motivated you know I wasn't a great student let's just let's just leave it at that and uh, I wanted to do something for that summer so um, you know the Marine Corps wasn't really something that I thought about or really put uh, too much uh, research behind because you know a week after I started talking to my recruiter uh, I was at Paris Island (laughs) so it was just it just happened really really quickly I was just like you know what this is if I want to go to boot camp or if I want to, you know, join the Corps, then I have to do it 
right now and um, you know while I was in school so because I still wanted to finish school um, so I did I did finish my you know I did basic training um, for one summer and then the next summer I did um, you know more training for uh, for my job and then uh, after that was just you know one week at a month two weeks a year type thing um, but I think I was really lucky in that uh, in 2003 uh, you know I, I deployed for uh, the invasion of Iraq, and I knew that every Marine around the world just wanted to be there, you know, and we were lucky. My unit got called, and, you know, we were there from the beginning, but then I was really lucky in the sense that, you know, after we did uh, our deployment, um, we, I just came back, went back to school, kind of finished up my career, um, but, you know, there was a real big turning point in between, um, so while I was there, you know, we, uh, while I was in um, deploy on deployment, we uh, you know we went through the border through Kuwait. Uh, we took Baghdad and came back down south. And we were my unit was uh, we were QRF for all of southern Iraq. So I don't know if you know people know what QRF stands for. It's just Quick Reaction Force. So um, you know we'd run patrols or if some you know, unit got ambushed or something, then you know my unit would respond. And um, during one of those distress calls, um, uh, first platoon was called out. Uh, as they were responding, they were driving over a canal road and uh, our vehicles are like 14 tons. So, uh, you know, along the way, a canal road actually gave way, flipped over and, um, you know, injured a, a number of Marines and actually killed one of our guys, um, the gunner of that vehicle. Uh, on the way, and his name was Gregory McDonald, and it it really stood out to me because, you know, I I just literally just talked to him maybe a few days ago or a week before, and um, you know, for all the people who've been out um, deployed in the in the desert, you know, in the middle of August or or the summer, I think it was June, it's just really really hot, um, and anything that's metal is going to burn you if you touch it with your skin, and you know, I was on vehicle watch one day in the middle of the hottest part of the day. I think it was like, you know, two to two to three or two to four or something like that. And he's the only guy on the ramp, you know, in his vehicle and he's cleaning his machine gun. And I was like, this guy is a fucking rock star, you know, like it's, 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 uh, I, you know, in my many hours of standing watch, I'd never seen another guy do that. And he really stood out to me and um, he's just an all around good guy and great Marine, obviously. And, uh, you know, when he when he passed, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Like it's I was just it just made me question like existentially what I was doing with my life, you know. And uh, from that moment, I was just like, I'm just not going to fuck around anymore. And I just did a lot of soul searching and I realized that. I didn't really want to try at many things because I was afraid of failing and coming off like looking stupid or something, you know? And I just thought that was nonsense. I just figured that um, from then on, like I'm not going to be afraid to fail. I'm not going to be afraid to look stupid. I'm just going to live my life and just go balls out and, uh, and live it because, you know, he, he wasn't able to, he's not, he's not here to do that. So um, in his in his memory, um, you know, we got to, and, and all the, all the other service members out there who, um, who didn't make it back or who made, you know, much, much greater sacrifices. Like we just got to live our lives, you know? So, um, that's, that's the big thing that I took from my deployment. And, and, you know, when I came back, I, I, you know, I got straight A's. I, you know, I got a, I got a job on wall street and even, but even, even after, you know, a few years on Wall Street, I was like, you know what, like, I just want to live in South America and put my career on pause. And I always wanted to do an Ironman triathlon. So, um, you know, I, I just, I said, you know, fuck it, <laughs> I'm going to go out and do what I want. And um, so I went out to Ecuador and then Colombia to train and then finished the race out in Brazil. Um, and then I came back. Um, so when I left, this was, I left in 2008 before Lehman Brothers crashed and then uh, figured that when I came back, I could find a job. But then when I came back, it was 2009 and clearly it was just like 
you know, a wasteland <laughs> when I came back. So along with the Ironman, I, um, I had reached out to a nonprofit. Uh, it's called Jericho Project, and they're based in New York. And they were, um, you know, they provide housing for homeless veterans. Um, that's something that I saw along the way. And I was like, that's just not right. You know, so um, I approached them. I was like, hey, I want to raise money for, um, for you guys. Uh, I'm going to run an Ironman triathlon. Uh, but if there's anything you could do, you know, to honor uh, my buddy, Greg uh, McDonald, then, you know, let me know. So they said that they'd, I eventually raised like 12,000 and I, you know, they, they named like a basketball court of one of their buildings after him. So th I, I did that. And then, um, you know, when I came, so I came back to New York after the Ironman, uh, I actually volunteered with Jericho Project for a little bit. So, um, and at that point I was applying to business schools um, and uh, I got into Wharton. So I went to Wharton, but before that I'd done um, a little bit of time at Goldman Sachs on their prop desk. And then um, I get to Wharton. I am thinking that I'm going to continue my career in finance, but um, kind of reached a point where I was thinking that I just wasn't happy doing finance. You know? And I think that moment was reached when um, I was at an internship uh, based. So it was a Boston-based fund. It's like a $500 billion fund. Uh, I was in their Singapore office. And uh, it was like the best internship. I think, you know, if, if you had asked me to design one, an internship that I would have wanted, I don't think I could have designed a better one. Like it was literally, you know, they gave me a list of companies to cover. They said, give us a midsummer presentation uh, and then a final summer presentation. And in between, there's nobody managing me. I did whatever I wanted. I went to India and China to meet with the management of, you know, billion dollar state-owned enterprises. Uh, on weekends, I would travel to Bali, you know, Vietnam, Cambodia, the Philippines, Malaysia, wherever, you know. And um, I was like, it just kind of doesn't get better than this, quote unquote, right? And the, obviously the money was good if I were to have stayed on, all that stuff, but I just felt empty. And I was like, it just doesn't feel right. And kind of going back to, you know, having to live my life to the fullest without any regrets and just going balls out. I was like, I just, I was like, I can't do this. I'm just gonna, I think I'm ready to start my own business. And I think um, that was the moment when I just, you know, stopped recruiting for jobs. I, I didn't really, you know, I, I didn't, honestly, I, I botched that internship. I was just not into it. Um, and so after school, I, along a similar vein, I was just like, you know, I want to move to Korea. It's something I just wanted to do in my life at some point. Um, so I moved out there and I looked at different types of business ideas. I met a lot of different people and that's how I started my first company. I met my co-founders while I was out there, um, moved back to New York in 2000, late 2013, started the company in 2014. It was called SlideJoy. It's a, it's an app that you download um, and basically it turns your lock screen into like a billboard. So you actually collect rent. Um, you get paid to have news and ads on your lock screen. So um, built that business. We got a few million users uh, over a few years and then uh, sold it to a Korean company. Um, and then I stayed on with the Korean company for a bit. But um, after a while, I was just kind of thinking about, well, you know, what's the next company that I want to start? And that's how I got to um, PS, uh, which is what I'm working on right now. Um, you want me to go more into? No, um, no. I mean, that, that was great. Um, I had several questions. I, I kind of let my guests just kind of run with it and, and, okay. and kind of, you know, uh, tell their story. Um, yours is uh, complex, um, multifaceted. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but I had several questions that I yeah. think the listeners would like, would like answers to. Yep. Um, going through the different transitions, you know, when, when you got out of the Marine Corps, now you were in for, I was in for six years. So I actually did, um, my last two years, I think of reserve duty, um, in like a, a another unit in New York, uh, while I was doing, um, while I was in finance. So that was, that was really tough. I was working like hundred hour weeks plus, you know, reserve weekend, like, every, you know, once a month. So that wasn't, that wasn't an easy thing, but you know, right. 
something that I've, I've always wanted to ask somebody that is in finance or, mm -hmm. I mean, you, you know, you worked uh, with uh, UBS, which is huge. Goldman Sachs, another huge, huge company. Yeah. In your opinion, uh, what were the similarities and what were the differences in the veterans that you worked with in the Marine Corps mm -hmm. a, as a team yep. compared to the corporate side of things, you know, back here in the States, can you kind of yep. give us a, give us your, um, your take on the differences and if there were any similarities, because it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's two very different worlds. And yep. uh, I, I'm curious on, on, on your take on that. Sure. So I, I would say uh, for, Let's start with similarities. Um, I'll say similarities is, uh, you know, in the Marine Corps, there's like two main purposes of Marine Corps leadership, right? There's mission accomplishment and then troop welfare, right? And I think there's the, the similarity is that they both share that kind of focus on mission accomplishment. You know, like uh, when, I was, when I was at UBS or at Goldman, it's just, you know, you just have to get shit done. Like if you, if you say you're going to get something done, you just get shit done. Um, and that's why we we're, we're just, I was just working a lot, you know, like a hundred some hour weeks, whatever, you know, like, like every single week. And it's, oh, there needs to, there's a client meeting on, you know, Wednesday and it's only Monday. Well, you got to pull a couple all nighters. Like it just has to get done, you know? And I think that's, that's very similar, um, to what, you know, I experienced in the Marine Corps. It's just shit has to get done. I think people could relate with that. But the, but the difference, the main difference is that um, in, in the Marine Corps, in the military, it's, it's about the team. It's about your team mission. But in, um, in finance, it's, the mission is just make money. You know? And I think that's, that's what ultimately, looking back, made me realize that I couldn't stay in finance. You know? Right. Like I, I, I don't, I mean, money is good. It's not like my end-all, be-all. Like, it's not like my main primary you know, fuel in life. So like working in an industry where I realized that that is the goal. And is that a bad thing? No, not necessarily. You know, like a lot of people, you know, people take care of their families with it, et cetera. But I just knew it wasn't for me. And mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, when teams work in finance, they work because everybody's interests aligned and everybody's interest is aligned because they all want to make money. Whereas <laughs> in the, in the Marine Corps, it's, you know, we're going to take care of each other no matter fucking what, because that's just what Marines do, right? Like, that's just a part of our culture. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes us work. Like, if I know that somebody's going to sacrifice for me, that's going to make me want to sacrifice for them. And that knowledge is what makes, you know, that's, that's what makes us the Marines. That's, and that's what makes a strong unit in the military. Whereas in finance, it's like, I know that they don't have my back, but unless our interests are aligned. And that only interest is money, right? So right. I'm, gen I'm generalizing here. I'm not saying, like, it, obviously there's a lot of great people in finance, but it's just, um, it's just the, the, the main purpose is very different, right? Like people join the Marines or people join the military for very different reasons from why they would want to go into finance. So it's, it's not, a, it's, it, I'm, and this is not an indictment, indictment on people in finance, right? Like I have a lot of great, friends who are great people um, from finance, but the interest that, is just not there. And I right. would also say that there's a lot of people who are also very unhappy in finance because, because, you know, the money, like, though the money is great, it's, you know, they, they it's not really aligned with their personal interests either. Um, hey, I, they love money, they're money grubbing, they're greedy. Like, that's not it. Like they're, they're people too, you know? So, you know, I think the extremes um, exist in both, but right. I, you know, and I completely, I can understand what you're saying as far as this sole focus being money in finance or banking. Yeah. And with the Marine Corps, there is a brothership. There is a, I've got your back and, and you don't, you, and you don't stab, you know, you don't stab your, your, your buddy in the back in the Marine Corps. That's, that's, right. that, that would not be a good idea or a good, good no. course of action. But right. I know that, but I know that happens in corporate America and yeah. it is, um, and, and I, I mean, I personally have spoken to people that are in corporate America and they are very unhappy people. 
<laughs> not right, just right. not just finance, but just, you know, in the big exactly. corporation. Right. And they come out from a military mindset and the corporate world is nothing like they experienced, right. you know, in in right. the military. So right. that difference is, I think, really super important. And I, you know, the listeners are going to be like, they'll be interested in, in hearing, you know, your perspective because you were on both sides right. and what and what you gained from one you know, and, and, and what you lost from the other. Um, so I, I definitely would think that would be a, would be a tough transition, but I I think in listening to your story that moving you forward out of the corporate environment and moving into more of an independent spirit, you know, and, 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 and truly an entrepreneur and something that you're passionate about and something that you could define your own mission you know, and then build your team to accomplish that mission. And everybody was excited about accomplishing the same thing. You know, that kind of brings your military uh, love and your, and and the, the, the aspect of the military, it, you just kind of use that as a catalyst to move you forward um, as an entrepreneur and as a business owner. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I totally get that. We're going to wrap up here um, the first segment. We're fixing to take a, take a break here uh, shortly. But I think the thing that I got out of your story in this first segment is that if you are unhappy um, in a position or in a career that you are stuck in, you need to go inside <laughs> and really determine who you are and what you want to do and what makes you happy. Um, yeah. and, and, it, and if you're miserable, then it's time to move on, uh, and move into a direction that's more suited, you know, to yourself, your, that's your hopes, your goals, your dreams, and, and that type of thing. Yes. But I will caveat. It's like, you still have to be very strategic about it. You know, like you have to still set yourself up for success, you know, just, you know, Oh, I'm not happy. I quit my job. Like, well, uh, actually you should probably have a plan of what you're going to do after that. Right. And, would you know whatever if you're you know applying to school or if you're looking for another job after that like are you set up in order to do that after this next step that you're going to take and i think that's what you have to plan and make sure you kind of plant the seeds ahead of time then because it could set you back right like calculated (laughs) risk not just ah fuck it yolo you know i'm gonna quit my job right and and that's also another military uh characteristic as far as uh, strategic planning and uh, nothing is done just, you know, half ass uh, in the military, nothing is done without a plan. Everything Mm -hmm. is very rigid and very controlled and there's contingencies for everything. And so, you know, living your life that way or, or changing the direction that you're taking your life, um, it, it would definitely benefit people to use that military rigidity <laughs> in in their personal travels moving forward yeah yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I get that yeah uh, maybe For not sure. rigidity but discipline let's say Di- well yeah discipline um personal discipline uh right. dis- discipline and uh i call it self-parenting <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kind of the same thing but uh d- discipline um within yourself to keep yourself on track yeah, yep. a- absolutely. Yep. Um, yep. If you can just hang on with me, uh, Robert, we're talking to Robert So, U.S. Marine. He's no longer a Marine, but he was in the Marine Corps for six years. Uh, he is now an entrepreneur and uh, he has owned several businesses. Um, he currently is working on a new company. And when we get back from the break, we're going to talk about his new company, his new venture and kind of, you know, tie it all in why he went through the transitions from military to corporate America to entrepreneurship and putting all of his eggs in one basket that he alone carries basically. (laughs) So um, we'll be, uh, we'll be right back and just stay with me, uh, Robert, and it'll be a short break. Welcome our new sponsored scars and stripes coffee company. They empower veterans to build their own business using their e-commerce platform. When you purchase from Scars and Stripes Coffee, you are buying from a veteran, and your purchase directly impacts the men and women 
who have served our country. Do more than say thank you for your service. Order today and empower a veteran. Use vet code Brad Richard at scarsandstripescoffee.com. That's scarsandstripescoffee.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Men on a Mission podcast. I'm your host, Brad Richard. And tonight we are talking with Robert So. He is a U.S. Marine and an entrepreneur. Uh, he is a a businessman now. He is no longer in the Marines, but welcome back, Robert. Thank you. Where we left off uh, before we went to break, you know, you were kind of giving us uh, the backstory of the Marine Corps and then um, the corporate life that you had in finance and banking. And then you started, yeah. um, you started, your first company was SlideJoy. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, did you have another company in between SlideJoy and the company PS, uh, PS Condoms as your new company? And we're going to talk about that company That's in the right. second segment. Um, was there a company in between there yeah. between SlideJoy and no. PS? No, there wasn't. Okay, well, um, yeah. go ahead and tell me a little bit about what gave you the idea. Now, I know SlideJoy was the app, okay, um, mm-hmm. where you could. Uh, we, it's just uh, we put news and ads on a lock screen. Like, you know, when you turn your phone on, it's the locks, it's locked. Uh-huh. So on, on that screen, we would put news and ads. Oh, gotcha. And then you made a transition to a different company. And now the company that you're working on now and, and all of your links, you know, we're going to have all of your links in the show notes so that the listeners can, um, you know, go to your website and, and, and check it out. But yeah. the name of the company working on now is ps condoms um and and yes it's a company that sells condoms (laughs) so but tell the listeners how you made that transition um to that company you know any marine or any man you know is uh is very well versed in in that subject but what made you decide to uh start a company yeah. Um, so, I, you know, the first company I'd, I'd started was a software company. So um, I just kind of wanted to do something more physical, a little bit more tangible. Um, and, uh, you know, along the way, I was kind of thinking, well, you know, I, I guess my sense of humor is a little inappropriate, um, generally for, you know, just professional settings. Um, <laughs> and I wanted to continue to make dick jokes and still have it be okay in a professional setting. So uh, I thought, well, why not start a condom company? Um, and, uh, you know, the more I, I looked into the industry, I just kind of more realized like, hey, like it kind of makes sense. Um, so you have, you know, three companies that are all over a hundred years old, you know, uh, Trojan, Durex, Lifestyles, they're all over a hundred years old. and. Um, you know, along the way, like, I mean, I'm happily married now, but I have, uh, I was single for like 13 years before I met my wife and, uh, you know, I used condoms along the way and I never really thought about what condom to use, you know, and I thought about why that was. And the thing is that you don't really have a choice when you go into, uh, you know, walk into a CVS or Walgreens, like there's real no choice out there. Like you only have three companies, one of which is actually 70% of the market. So you're generally going to, you're more like, you're likely to be using a Trojan. Um, and I, I, I used Trojans for, you know, 10 years or so. And I never really thought about it um, because I, that was just the only choice that was given to me. Um, mm-hmm. But then along the way, I, you know, I tried different condos and I realized like, wow, it actually doesn't have to be that way. Um I hated the experience of using Trojans. Like they smell really bad. Um, you know, they smell really latexy. They have like a weird residue. Um, and it's just not, it just didn't feel as good. And, you know, I, I was thinking like, well, it doesn't have to be that way. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, I, we, me and my, my co-founders, we came up with a condom that's just better. Um, you know, you, you can't really tell it's there. So obviously it, 
you know, that's the biggest thing. You want it to feel good. Um, yeah, second part is it doesn't smell. So uh, what most people don't know is that the reason why condoms smell latexy is not because of the latex itself. It's actually in the process of um, making that latex into a condom. Uh, most manufacturers will use a, a dairy byproduct called casein, and that's what makes it smell so bad. So our production, um, it doesn't use casein. So um, it actually, that, that's actually what makes it vegan. You know, like not that, you know, not that I'm a vegan or anything, but it's just, it's vegan. Um, it's made with just better non-toxic ingredients. So it's just a better condom period. Um, and I thought, so on a product side, I felt like there's room to make some noise in this industry that's kind of old, outdated. Um, and same on the brand side, you know, like we grew up with Trojan Man as, you know, the uh, like supposed to be a representative of like a virile, uh, manly man. Um, but, you know, me, uh, I know you can't see me, but I'm a, I'm a skinny Asian guy. <laughs> you know, I'm five foot eight. <laughs> when I went to boot camp, I was like 120 pounds. But um, so I never really related with Trojan Man in any sense. And uh, kind of uh, on the brand side, I felt like, you know what, like being manly isn't necessarily about looking or uh, sounding any kind of way, but it's being manly is, is about um, being able to take care of your people, right? Like it's just, and it's about kind of being yourself and kind of owning that. And because that's what confidence is, and that in and of itself, that's what's sexy. That's what's manly, you know? And I'm sure you could relate, but a lot of the people that I've served with, like I'd say the manliest guys weren't necessarily the ones that you look at and would say, oh, you know, that dude, that guy's a fucking, you know, that guy's the man. It's like, actually the, the, some, of the, some of the guys that I serve with that I look up to the most, like they don't, they don't look like a prototypical, you know, Marine or a GI Joe. Um, so it's just, I, I just want to, what we're trying to do is we're trying to kind of redefine what, what masculinity is, right? Like it's not, it's not like, hey, I have to look a certain type of way. Um, it's just about, it's just about kind of being comfortable in your own skin and, and owning that. And, um, and that's it. That's, uh, that's, that's kind of what I wanted to do with, uh, with PS. So, so there's no toxic mas masculinity in your company? Uh, I mean, look, like we, we try not to be, <laughs> I mean, obviously it's a, that's, that's a process, like, you know, becoming a better man, I think in general, it's just a, it's, that's just a work in progress. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, we, we, we're, we're not trying to be toxic. I mean, obviously, I don't know what, what is to considered toxic these days, but, um, yeah, we just try not to be dicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I love the analogy that you were like, I can't get away, you know, with dick jokes in corporate America or in <laughs> high finance. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. How could I, you know, uh, how could I express my yeah. somewhat different sense of humor? And it's mm -hmm. like a condom company. <laughs> That's the answer. And right. it, but yeah. it's so, I mean, it's so obvious, but it, it, mm -hmm. it's hilarious in the way that you, that you uh that you spun it you know and i'm like well yeah i mean that's what i would have done you know yeah, uh, if, yeah. if that was my goal uh right. to keep up with those uh off-color jokes yeah that, yeah. Make, that makes perfect <laughs> sense to me yeah. <laughs> I, yeah i just i find it amazing that you know your story and starting off with the military and then and then moving through uh you know corporate america and then becoming an entrepreneur um definitely you are a leader you know with within your company and um we were talking off air a little bit now uh, tell the listeners a little bit about now your company as far as your team um your leadership style and yeah. the fact that you have a group of people working with you um and they've been with you um, with little to no pay <laughs> as the yep. company launched. So right. tell the listener a little bit about that because it says a lot about your leadership style as a, yeah. as a, as a Marine. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, I, I'm not going to take full credit for, you know, our, our teams to stay together, but um, I think, well, what, you know, going back to your question about like what I got and took from the military to today, I'd say it's, um, it's, it's building a team and keeping a team motivated, um, not just through, uh, you know, money as an incentive, although it, it clearly is an incentive, but um, just by enjoying spending time with each other. Um, so example for SlideJoy, my first company, you know, my co-founders were fucking brilliant. Like, I don't know how else to put it, but, you know, we had one of them, uh, one of them was a Wharton MBA. Uh, and prior to that, he made apps with like millions of downloads. Um, another one, uh, same deal. He was, uh, has a Wharton MBA, um, uh, but he also, uh, studied at Stanford, uh, computer science, uh, studied uh, AI and had a master's and a bachelor's um, uh, from Stanford. And uh, another co-founder was, uh, you know, studied at what you would call the, let's say the Harvard of Korea, has a lower acceptance rate actually, it's like 0.5% acceptance rate. And he's, he's made apps with hundreds of millions of downloads. So those are my co-founders, you know, and it's not easy to, to like, they're, they're able to make, they're able to make hundreds of thousands of dollars with, you know, if they were to have jobs, right? Um, like one of my, one of my co-founders, he's at Apple right now, right? Like, it's not, like, it's not like they don't have options. Um, and, you know, we didn't, it took a year and a half for us to make, to raise money so that we could, you know, pay ourselves. And when we did, it wasn't, anywhere near what uh, we would have made um, if we had all gotten jobs. And um, I think it's because we, we just enjoyed working with each other. Like we believed what we were doing. Uh, we, we thought that eventually there would be a financial payout, but that takes a lot of trust. And um, you, know, re you really have to enjoy what you're doing. Um, and then along the way, we hired people. They stayed with me, like they stayed with me for years. Um, and I, 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 let me, let me rephrase that. They stayed, like we stayed together for years. Uh, I remember, uh, one of, uh, my sales guys, like he left the company. Uh, I mean, I love him. I love him to death. Like he, he, the day he left the company was the day he told me he had an offer for three times the amount that he was currently getting paid. And he was like, I don't know if I should do this. I don't even know if I should bring it up, but. And I told him, I'm like, dude, go take that job because <laughs> we're not going to be able to pay you 3x of what we're paying you right now. Um, and this is after we sold the company. You know, this is not like, you know, we, were, we, we weren't in startup mode um, at that time. So, um, but, you know, I think, I think that's what I'm most proud of um, in terms of SlideJoy. It's just that we had a team that we really stayed together for and, and uh, we had a good time. And, um, you know, like it was, it was just a great, it was a great working environment. I like to think. And I think we have that with PS as well. You know, like my co-founder, he's, uh, he's also a Wharton MBA. He just came from Facebook. Um, and my other co-founder was a creative director at, you know, the top creative agencies. So he, you know, he's been there for like 20 years or so. Um, so yeah, clearly very talented people with a lot of options, but cho are choosing to do what we're doing right now. You know, we haven't gotten paid. We, we launched like a year and a half ago for PS and, you know, we raised uh, a seed round last week and we haven't even received our first paycheck yet. <laughs> so uh, I, think, I think that's just really, it just kind of uh, goes to show like, and, and I don't think I need to explain too much to uh, the listeners, but it's like if you have a, a, a cause that you know your your team buys into, and you um, you really have a strong team dynamic, and you enjoy working with each other, and you're having a good time, then you know you you could make anything happen. Right? Like it's not about it's not just about money. You got to have um, it's about the people. So that's. Uh, that's, right. That's what I would say that we we really try to focus on. Yeah, and I see I see so many parallels with veterans as a whole, whether they be Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines. 
Um, there is, you know, the, the things that you're, that you're talking about, the continuity, uh, the friendship, the shared passion, the shared vision, and, Mm -hmm. and that everybody is excited about the possibilities. Yeah. And the shared suffering too. Absolutely. And that, I mean, that is another parallel, you know, to the military, um, us as veterans, we, you know, you and I, and, and I'm an army veteran, uh, you and I, and, and the listeners uh, to the podcast, um, we have something that uh, veterans and uh, non-veteran people will never have. It, yeah. it, it's a different seed that we all share, you know, right. and the, the way that you've moved forward into an entrepreneur, you know, business uh, model or, or, you know, a life of starting your own company or several companies, I can see that no matter whether it was slide joy or whether it's PS condoms, you still have that same, that same network, that same company, you know, um, mm-hmm. that same, that, that same uh, cohesion. And I think yeah. that is so important. I mean, I'm a big advocate of veterans helping other veterans mm-hmm. and together, you know, we can do some pretty amazing things because it just comes natural to us. And, uh, you know, Marines are excited usually about the same thing, you know, kicking ass and taking names Mm -hmm. and everybody signs on to that. And it's like, yep, that's what I'm here for. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so there is a lot of parallels. And I Mm -hmm. think I have no doubt that PS condoms is going to be, is going to be a success. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, just like slide joy was Um, you have that power of association similar passions, similar beliefs, and you have put that into a civilian platform and it, it will surely work, you know, much better or well um, with those elements in there. And, uh, you know, that's kind of the point that I want my, want my veteran listeners to understand is that fine, especially if you're stuck, if you are stuck, if you, you know, you can't stand where you're at, you don't like what you're doing, then then come up with a different strategy, uh, a different plan, but surround yourself with battle buddies. Yep. You know, surround yourself with battle buddies and people that are just as excited about the idea or the concept as you that are passionate. And, th- and that way you can hurt and succeed, you know, at the same at the same time. Um, you know, but together. And so once again, I think there's so many parallels uh, to veterans as a whole and, you know, the power's there. Um, you've harnessed it. You've, you've kind of captured that and, and you've decided to run in a very different direction. I mean, you're, you know, you didn't stay in the military for, for retirement or, you know, lifetime uh, in the military, but mm-hmm but you're living that um that military base does that make sense that that foundation and you're happy to see people they're happy to see you and you guys are running in the same direction and you know i just encourage more and more veterans to really put that into a practical game plan for themselves hook up with you know your buddies that you trust and that are willing to die for you and you're willing to die for them. And it's like, we're going to make this work, you know, whatever that yeah. may be. Uh, right. it, it may be a softball team. Okay. But be the best damn softball team, you know, anywhere in the United States, <laughs> yeah. whatever, whatever the dream is, you know, um, right. make it real and then have that support like, like mm-hmm. you have created. So that's, that's what I'm getting out of it. I think the listeners will as well. Is there any, uh, you know, as we wrap up our second segment, is there any, any golden nuggets, any little things that you'd like to share with the listeners, um, you know, as far as to inspire them, because your story is very inspiring and you're not just a Marine, you know, you're, you're an entrepreneur and you're a businessman and you've worked for some very large corporations. So um, you're not coming from, 
the lower end of the spectrum when it comes to intelligence and knowledge. You know, you've you've been you've ran with some big dogs, but but they weren't the dogs that you wanted to run with. What what can you uh, what can you share with with the listeners to the podcast that may inspire them or give them hope? Because that's really what what we're all about here. Um, I would just say you just don't ever count yourself out and give yourself more credit than, uh, than you feel comfortable with. Yeah. That's a good one right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, fake it till you make it. That's yeah. another one that came that, that, that popped up into my head. Um, it starts, I mean, it starts with ourselves, right. And, and I know that you believed in yourself, but, um, you believed in yourself, but but until you had a group behind you and you had a team and you had that friendship, it, it didn't work for you. Even with some of the biggest companies in America, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, it's like, no, it's not, it's, it, it's kind of right, but, but not as right as it needs to be, you know? So, right. um, yep. and so that's, yeah. that's where I find the inspiration in your story. And, uh, and I know the listeners will as well. It's a great story. All of us uh, male veterans, we appreciate what you're doing, uh, a better condom uh, and, you know, an improved widget. You know, they said it couldn't be done, but but you guys are doing it. You're coming up with with a unique product and having fun and and building relationships that will last a lifetime in your company. And I'm sure it's going to be very, very successful. Yeah, thank you. Just because your foundation is solid and, you know it will not fall and it will not crumble. And, and so uh, you guys are on really good, good solid ground with that. Any last uh, plugs, any last things that you'd like to share as we, as we wrap up our uh, episode tonight, well, just to remind the listeners in case they're tuning in at the, at the end of the second, second segment, we uh-huh. have been speaking with Robert. So like, so what uh, Robert. So uh, he uh, served in the United States Marine Corps. He served as a civilian corporate entity, a very, very smart guy. He was with Goldman Sachs, uh, UBS. Uh, he was in the world of finance and banking. And uh, that wasn't really, that didn't make him happy. And he shifted his goals uh, in, into uh, areas of life that, uh, that, that he found, you know, he found his direction. And uh, he's doing some really great things. So we're going to have your links in the show notes and people will be able to connect with you and, and check out your, your, uh, your new company. And uh, now they can still check out SlideJoy. Um, I, I believe so. It's, a, it's only on Google Play, I think. But I, I, I don't know. I haven't been keeping track of it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we want, we want them to focus in on PS condoms. So yep. uh, that's, that's your new company. It's not just about condoms or a company that makes them. Um, it's the journey that you've taken to get there. And the fact that you have put together a team that kind of mirrors that military connection that we all have and that we all, you know, wish we had some days. It's like, man, you know, yep. I wish I would have never got out because, because what I'm in now is nothing like I experienced in the military. And a lot of people, a lot of vets are, you know, they're lost because they don't fit into a civilian mold. You are a perfect example of breaking that mold and kind of creating your own deal. And that's what you're doing. And I really, really respect that. So thank um, you. Yeah, likewise. Absolutely. Um, any, any last words? And then we're going to wrap up, I think. Uh, no, I think that's it. All right, Robert, it's, it's been, been a pleasure. A, oh, it's been a pleasure to... Uh, to have you on the men on a mission podcast you are a man on a mission it is a personal mission but it's shared by many many people uh in your in your group in your team and and the team is is playing to win for all the right reasons and all the important reasons uh that's i think that's terrific so to the listeners of the podcast listen to robert's uh, story and take from it you know what 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 you need to take from it uh, and understand that um, if you are not in a good place and you are missing something in your career or in in your life 
that uh, you you need to move forward and you need to surround yourself with uh, possibly other veterans or other people that think like you and that are passionate about the same things that you are. It does make it a lot easier for sure. Thanks, Robert. Um, we can talk off air and I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. This is the last episode of season three of the men on a mission podcast. We will be back next year sometime in the middle of January with season four more episodes of the men on a mission podcast. So make sure that you like share and subscribe to the podcast. Episode 62 is tonight and we'll start off next year with, with episode 63 and soon to be announced guests for that episode in 2022. So until next time, I will say goodbye and I will uh, leave everyone the way I always uh, end the podcast. Take care of your little me, uh, love yourself and remember uh, that little person inside of you needs you more than you can imagine. Love and take care of yourself. And until next time, bye for now. We are proud to play.